Sunday morning. Time for some jazz. I've got a hot cup of coffee in front of me. And five cool jazz songs by five cool jazz artists. Songs and Stories. Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 34. I hope you're ready for some spectacular music this morning. I'm sure happy to deliver it to you. The sun is up, and the forecast calls for clear skies and warm weather. Hoping that we'll soon be out of lockdown and can enjoy some time on the beach or at a patio or with friends once we all get our shots. I'm due to get mine in the next few days, my first one. So I'm very happy about that. We can all just hold on a little longer, maintain our social distancing and mask wearing, continue to wash our hands and hold on for the future. It'll soon be here, sooner than you know. My goodness gracious, time does pass, as it, uh, as it always has. Okay, I don't want to be too philosophical this morning, but I'm going to start things off with a, um, a genius pianist. Josiah Alexander Silla, professionally known as Joey Alexander, the tender age of 17, he is every bit a prodigy. This is his current release, the latest release, Under the Sun from Joey Alexander.
the genius that is Joey Alexander. That is his latest released, that single. It is not an album release, it is just simply a one-off single. As many artists are wont to do lately as getting the music out there and into the streaming world as quickly as possible is, well, very much to their advantage. Now, if you're not familiar with uh, Young Joey, his first album, My Favorite Things, was released in 2015 when he was 11. Yeah. Genius, child prodigy, jazz masterwork. There are not enough superlatives to describe this young man. He'll be 18 on the 25th of June of this year. He already has five albums, full-length albums, recorded as a band leader. He's been nominated for three Grammy Awards. And all of this has happened before he was even 15. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just so completely blown away by this young genius uh, talent. It is uh, Mr. Alexander. Joey, um, of course, Alexander Sila. Josiah Alexander Sila. My goodness, Paul, spit it out. First Indonesian musician to chart in the Billboard uh, 200 when his uh, first album, My Favorite Things, hit number one in the uh, Billboard Jazz album charts. Yeah, there is... uh, I mean, how do you talk about a man who is so very young? My goodness, he's... I guess, just on the on the edge of manhood. He won't be 18 for a few more weeks. He started to play music, um, obviously, as a very young child. Uh, his father uh, brought him home a small electronic keyboard when he was six. And that's how he learned. He learned by ear. All due to the fact that his father had a rather large jazz album collection. He cites his influences, you know, a couple of individuals you may have heard of, Bill Evans, John Coltrane, Harry Connick Jr., Herbie Hancock, Miles Davis, Wynton Marsalis, Lee Morgan, Horace Silver, and McCoy Tyner, just to name a few. Now, due to the fact that um, his hometown, he had uh, very little access to uh, music education, let alone jazz music education, so uh, he started to participate in jam sessions in, in Bali in Jakarta, where his family moved after they had uh, shut down their adventure tourism business because they realized their son was, well, not only a prodigy, of course, but would be a meal ticket. I hate to say that, but it certainly is that, but at the same token... A genius, a genius like that, with that type of musical ability at that age, should be encouraged. And it should be taught. And it takes a lot of dedication. So the family has since moved to New York City. And he's, uh, well, <laughs> he's participated in jazz at the Lincoln Center at the invitation of Mr. Wynton Marsalis. Yeah. Marsalis praised Joey Alexander as his hero on his Facebook page back in 2014 when he saw him on a YouTube video. He was only 10 years old at the time. There's just, I don't know what else to say about this, this young man. You need to discover him if you have not already. He has been featured in the New York Times and on 60 Minutes. He's well worth your time and your efforts to seek him out and listen to his music. He is every bit a genius. Okay, let's move it along, shall we? Our next artist, uh, also a genius in and of his own right, also a very young man. Virtuoso, certainly. Brilliant saxophonist. And, well, just have a listen. This is Mike Casey with his composition, No Church in the Wild. I hope you enjoy this.
Oh my. I bumped the microphone. Terribly story about that. Sorry about that. That sometimes happens. Mike Casey, the young jazz genius. I have to read this passage from his website in the About section because it's just um, so wonderfully written. And I quote, Mike Casey is a melody poet. The storytelling songwriter, producer, and sonic alchemist is a multi-talented force whose soul-stirring saxophone sound and inventive use of phrasing reaches out with love and embraces your musical desires, one note at a time. Bringing the joy of jazz across genre lines to a diverse young audience around the world, Mike's music passed 9 million streams since his recording career began in 2017. Against all odds, without a record label or a team, an anomaly in the genre, on a mission to be a passionate vessel for jazz in the 21st century, his searing sound, always aiming to connect emotionally and tell a story, demands the attention of the listener. This is not your parents' elevator music. I'm not interested in sizzle over substance, he says. Improvising, or as I like to think of it, spontaneous composing, is not about displaying skill for ego's sake. I aim to deliver each musical statement with power, honesty, and passion to connect with audiences. Well, I couldn't have said that better myself, which is why I chose to take the words directly from his mouth. Or I guess his keyboard, as one would say. So he started to study um, music in the fifth grade. See, kind of took to the saxophone like a fish out of water, or a fish in water, I guess you could say. <laughs> oh boy, I'm, I'm terribly stumbling this morning. I, I think I, I need my second cup of coffee, which I just poured. So hopefully that'll help me. I'm going to take a quick sip now. That sweet black goodness. Get it into your soul. And if you don't drink coffee, that's fine. I'm not telling you to do anything. But enjoy this music. That I am telling you to do. As I stated earlier, Mike has been playing since the fifth grade and has been studying music ever since. His master's thesis in music is titled Fusion Explorations from a Jazz Perspective. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. He, of course, studied at the, the prestigious Berklee College of Music, but he didn't uh, want to study in the U.S. because he felt he wasn't getting enough influence. He was kept in a bit of a vacuum or a bubble and decided that uh, he would study at their campus in Valencia, Spain, so he could receive the influences of the European jazz masters. This man is absolutely dedicated to his art, and I think he will have a very long career. He's uh, quite the philanthropist, too, as he has started uh, a music charity. It goes back to his uh, seventh grade bar mitzvah, where he raised money for Little Kids Rock. At the time, it was a... Uh, just starting out organization, which is now a national organization in the United States. It's focused on bringing after-school music programs to schools where music classes has been cut. Don't get me started on the issues surrounding cuts to education and music education in schools. I don't want to go off on a political bent, but if you know anything about me, you know where I stand. Don't cut education. At all. It only hurts everybody in the long run. So Mike, being the philanthropist that he is, actually on his page, if you sign up, he says, you want free gifts and a 20% off discount to my online store? Behind the scenes backstory to my music? Just sign up. <laughs> he asks for your birth date so he will send you a present. He wants to know what city you're in so he can personally invite you when he's touring nearby. I really like this young man, and I'm hoping that when the Jazz Fest plays again here in Ottawa, 
that I'll get to see him play live. As we all know, many music festivals this year have been put on uh, hiatus, at least for another year, I think. We won't start to see our lives return to, well, something more along the lines of normal until 2022. And I don't want to say let's go back to normal because we need a new normal. The old normal was very broken. Cracks in our society have been driven wide open through this pandemic. So we've seen where so many people have fallen through. It's time to make the world better. Build back better, as the saying goes. Okay, enough of my political philosophy. Let's get back to the music, shall we? This, uh, this composition, well, it speaks for itself, as they all do. This is uh, titled Caravan by Chad Lefkowitz Brown. Thank you. 
Oh yeah, Chad Lefkowitz Brown. Chad LB, as he's known by his friends, or LB, as he's commonly referred to in the jazz milieu. He started playing saxophone at the age of nine, taught by his father, who was, is, I should say, a music teacher and multi-instrumentalist himself. He was homeschooled, and he didn't initially enjoy playing and working out of method books, but uh, as it turns out, his interest was sparked when his father taught him ways he could improvise and ignited a love of jazz by playing classic records, particularly featuring saxophone players. Now that uh, composition you just heard is from his most recent release, which is um, from the album The Quartet Sessions. There are two of them in total. Uh, this was his eighth recording as a band leader, and this was released um, back on March 24th of this year, 2021. I mean, my goodness gracious, an heir apparent to uh, hard bobbers such as uh, Wardell Gray, Dexter Gordon, Charlie Rose, Hank Mobley, and Sonny Rollins. Without question, this man has um, a great amount of talent. And in all honesty, um, both he and Mike Casey bear a striking resemblance to one another. Similar hairstyle, similar beard, both sax players. If one didn't know better, one would assume it was just the same guy doing two different things. But no, it's, it's very much two different individuals. LB, as I said, his uh, peers refer to him as an immensely technically uh, talented, flawless player. This, uh, of course, was uh, the second of the quartet sessions. The first was recorded in October 2019. Uh, this was recorded earlier this year and released on the 24th of March. Caravan being one of the uh, featured tracks on that album. As I said, he's a total of uh, eight recordings as a band leader. As a sideman, he's on at least another 20. So this young man has a very bright future ahead of him. He is uh, 31 years of age. He was born in September of 89, so I predict we'll be hearing from him for decades to come. At least, I certainly hope so. He's been, uh, you know, influenced by uh, Charlie Parker, Teddy Wilson, Buddy Tate, Marion McParland, just to name a few. And, uh, I mean, he was 18 years old when he was selected to be a member of the uh, Brubeck Institute Jazz Quintet, a resident student ensemble at the Brubeck Institute, which is a, a fellowship program founded by the late jazz legend Dave Brubeck. Yeah, this young man has not only a tremendous talent, but an incredibly bright future as a player. I think we'll be hearing from him for decades to come. At least I certainly hope so. Oh, have you noticed a pattern to today's show? Believe me, there's always a pattern. You just need to look for it sometimes. Okay, um, changing things up uh, just a little bit. I want to feature now the uh, Christian McBride Big Band. Um, this composition, Pie Blues, is, well, hard bop influenced for sure, but it has its own vibe at the same time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Pie Blues from the Christian McBride Big Band.
Jimmy Smith, Wes Montgomery, and Oliver Nelson. This is their third release as uh, the Christian McBride Big Band, first being Good Feeling in 2011 and Bringing It On in 2017. Now, if you're not entirely familiar with Christian McBride, it's, it's kind of okay, and I say that because he's... You know, other than the Christian McBride Big Band, he's kind of a background player. I say that in the sense that the man has appeared on over 300 recordings, and he's won seven Grammys. Did you detect the sarcasm in that previous statement? He has worked with a who's who of the jazz world. Freddie Hubbard, McCoy Tyner, Herbie Hancock, Pat Metheny, Joe Henderson, Dinah Kroll, Wynton Marsalis, and Chick Corea, just to name a few. Oh, also, he's worked with uh, Sting, Paul McCartney, Celine Dion, Isaac Hayes, Carly Simon, Bruce Hornsby in the range, James Brown, and Queen Latifah. The man is incredibly talented. And he started out playing uh, regular bass and then moved to double bass, stand-up bass, at the age of about 16, I believe. He has studied at um, Juilliard. So the man is uh, well-educated when it comes to music. And as you can understand, after playing with so many people and recording on so many albums, he is a prodigious, prolific musician. Like I said, that album uh, featured uh, two singles... Dawn Is, and Medgar Ever Blues, Medgar Evers Blues, I apologize, Medgar Evers Blues, released in September of 2020. Highly reviewed, highly respected, and, well, a lot of the uh, compositions on the album were uh, written by a number of other individuals, Wes Montgomery, Freddie Hubbard, Miles Davis, Ray Noble, just... Uh, an amalgamation of different artists. The sole composition on the record by uh, Mr. McBride was the one you just heard, Pie Blues. Seek out Mr. McBride's big band. Three spectacular records. As I said, the man's won seven Grammys, so he definitely has the respect of his peer group. Okay, I have one more composition for you today, and if you've noticed the pattern, you'll definitely uh, see it come to its fruition on this uh, particular recording. This, um, well, this album uh, was released, I'm not sure, when was, uh, hang on a second here, it's, it was a live album released this year, I just don't have the actual date, it was recorded in December at the Smoke Jazz and Supper Club. Uh, it was, it, well, this is Hayes Street and Heart, and the album is titled All Things Are. And it was released, um, or recorded, I should say, to commemorate Billy Hart's 80th birthday. This is For Heaven's Sake. 
for heaven's sake from the forthcoming album all things are scheduled to be released on the 4th of june of this year the composition you just heard was uh, the first single from the album released on the uh, 6th of may just this past thursday kevin hayes ben street and billy hart hayes street hart recorded to celebrate the 80th birthday of the jazz drummer Billy Hart. Well, that's the end of today's show. I hope you've enjoyed our time together today, and I hope your Sunday is wonderful. I thought I would end it off with that composition because the way it just sort of peacefully flows and sends one into a relaxed state of mind, which I think is a wonderful way to begin a Sunday. Don't you? Until we meet again, my friends, if you are interested in this show, and if you do like pop and rock music, you can always check out the main show, Songs and Stories. Volume 89 is currently in production, and should be out in the next couple of days. I just have to carve out some more time to do some more recording. Life is quite busy for me these days. I'm not complaining. Not at all. Not even a little bit. All right. Enjoy your Sunday, folks. Until we meet again, take care. Bye.